Coast Heaven, West Virginia, Blue Ridge Mountains, Shenandoah River. Life is older, older than the trees, younger than the mountains, growing like a breeze, country road. The memories. Oh, I'm not crying. You are. You are definitely crying. You cannot tell me I'm crying. That song hits, bro. That song hits. On to the show. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Mind Numbing Bottom Podcast. My name is Basil. Welcome to our very first special series, Overload. Oh, we have partnered up with System Overload Robotics to bring you this special, special series. Yes, which is going to be hosted by me, and in the future, you can be definitely seeing the three of us, if you know who we are, Mahar and Kenny, they're the other two hosts, who will do their own special series where they get to try out their own things, their own specialities, and have fun with it, you know? Yeah, I'm, I'm like fed up with them, you know? Gotta do something new, something special. So... I'm going to do a brief review or an overview of what the series is supposed to be like. So, the, we've partnered up with System Overload Robotics, a community team based in Livermore, like right next to our city or something. <laughs> and what am I talking about? I'm on their team. Um, I'm the secretary of System Overload Robotics, and I am here to document our process in a way of what we do how we do it, why we do it, and, you know, some tea here and there about, like, what's the gist of an actual robotics team, you know? It's not only coding, it's not only catting, it's not only marketing, you know? Beyond all of that, we have, like, that group of people who make it special, you know? No, I'm just joking. Everyone is awesome. And I am here as a host on behalf of System Overload Robotics, on this podcast to tell you everything we do and love, which is robotics. You know, I'm such a nerd. You gotta get that. I don't even know what that chemical is. You know, it's weird talking to yourself without people. I guess that's what podcasting is like by yourself. Huh? It's like me looking at a screen, watching my green bar go up and down with my audio levels and everything. Ah, that's life, I guess, you know, up in town, getting philosophical. All right, all right, I'm getting off topic. Well, I am here to represent SOR. That's what we call ourselves in short form. And what we are is a, what are we? We are, we are a, a Boy Scouts group or affiliated with them in a way that we handle our financials through them and we are scout troop you could say in some sort of way and we're a community team taking kids from all over the bay area yeah like i'm here 
I can't really tell why I'm here. I don't know if that's, like, weird. But, like, I drive to the team every time, but not anymore because it's virtual, you know. Everything works still. But what I'm trying to say is we are a community team trying to pursue STEM, spread STEM, you know, getting that knowledge, that crisp knowledge we need for our future. And what our team is affiliated with this Boy Scout, but you may be wondering of like what we actually do, which is build robots and stuff, but we are part of a first uh, first robotics team. That's what that's what we say. But not what we say we are. Um, so there's this competition called First Robotics where the teams build robot robots robots. Wow, that came out weird in the pronunciation. Robots, you know, they're gonna take over the world in the future. You know, we're helping push that ahead. You can thank us later. I'm just joking. Don't, don't, just don't. You know, robots are awesome. And they're not awesome when they start like doing weird stuff when you when you tell them not to. Most of that's on our problem, which you know we blame the robots whenever we can. So, uh, where was I? Damn, I'm going off track so much this time. I don't have Mulher and Kenny to straighten me, or me straighten them, you know, it's weird. So, first, what's first? First is this organization where they want kids, high schoolers, to pursue STEM, and like in the future, go to college, pursue the same STEM fields that they do on these teams. And I joined my team, or SOR, back in freshman year. You know, when I was that tag little boy trying to figure out my way through the world, you know, all that life stuff. And I, it was awesome. Like, you know, every single type of team is awesome. All sort of clubs, you know, go join all of them. But then what's interesting about FIRST is that many, it's very much like VEX, if you know what that is. But it's on a very bigger scale. Instead of building robots, like tiny robots, you know, on the field. You build like pretty big robots, I would say, like almost like half of your body type of thing. And we get these competitions or challenges each year on like January. We call it a kickoff, where as a team we go to like a high school in an auditorium where they unveil what the competition is, very much like Vex. And you know, we come back, we discuss, we do all of that hard-working brainstorming stuff to make us win but mainly it's still have fun you know winning is like that icing on top and most of it is like the people you are with and you need all sorts of people let me just say that side uh side note like first is really good in a way that they are able to provide resources to anyone like suppose you're a rookie team you can get your resources there's this thing called kid of parts where they provide you everything to build a robot, like a very basic, proper working robot where they help you through programming, they help you to what goes where, how manufacturing works, how marketing works. And our team, or SOR, started back in, I would love to say 20, shoot, four, 2014? Oh, at least I'm just hoping I did not mess it up, but I think it's 2014. And it started back then, where we were, they, like, 6059 or SOR was a rookie team themselves. 
or we were and we competed you know boot the robot go to competition have fun meet with other teams and one of the things that first does also is this concept of gracious professionalism and that's where you hold by these rules that you don't plagiarize you know that's a big thing and first you have fun you collaborate you innovate and that all happens while you're doing this like we call like between the time you get kickoff or when the game is unveiled to the time of the competition that's called the build season and the build season is like the meaty part of what we do that's from brainstorming strategizing chatting building programming testing drivers you know all that stuff and then competition is like all the way at the end where you meet with other teams you compete with other teams and what first also does is there's this concept of alliances it's not like alliances like you're going to war it's not like that you know and <laughs> i'm just imagining wars with robots i'm just hoping that's not that's pretty far in the future i hope <clears throat> man that'll be a very dark future if that happens you know what that's you're gonna keep that to the side you know never gonna happen the smart people in the world and so we back to the competition we partner up with two other teams in a match which is nearly two minutes and 30 seconds long and we like compete we try to score points i won't go that down into the details or you know the basic like there's a lot of stuff like there's a lot of things that go into these but like the basic gist is like gain, gain points you have the most points you win you climb up in ranks and like your finals semifinals quarterfinals it's very much like the same tournament which you, you would see in sports any clubs you would go to in competition this is just robotics you know it's not battle bots let me get that clear oh my god the amount of people that come up to me and say that FRC reminds them of BattleBots, like, it is not. There's more restrictions. Like, I mean, you, you if you were to go to FRC competition, I guess you can see it. Like, people screaming, people shouting. But there's no fire. There's not, like, axes being thrown around and, like, gears slamming into robots and breaking them. No. But there's, like, this aspect of you can ram into robo robots. Oh my gosh, why can't I pronounce robots properly? Probably because I'm saying it too fast and it's like 10 o'clock at night, but you know High school and procrastination don't support it, but I do it and <clears throat> What else do we got? Oh, I just went off road and I uh, Hope I don't get canceled <laughs> It's weird talking to yourself Um, yeah, what else do we have? Right, we've got competition. We got what first is now it's our team. So what this series is based around is it's a way to highlight the important part, you know, the build season, the meat, and this series is especially really weird because, you know, pandemic, corona, everything, whoa, and it's affected everything, like everything, just like everything. It's like, no. ah, dang. So... <laughs> When the realization hits that you're still in a pandemic and you're like, ah, oh, when is this ever going to end? But do you want it to end? I don't know. I don't care. It's happening. Um, so what first has done this year is extended our build season in a way that, or like last year, 
they made it so that usually build season was six weeks, where you got six weeks to build a robot. That means programming, cutting, testing, everything, all of that has to be done in six weeks. Last year, they made the they amended it that there's no restriction to how much time you have to build the robot. You can build the robot until competition happens. So you can be working on the robot the night before the competition happens. Definitely our team is not at fault for that, you know? I feel like every team does that, to be honest. Like, where's the thrill not working on a robot the night before a competition? I feel like that's every single high school. Like, working on something, like, big before. And it's that gratification you get, like, you do so good for such a less amount of work. Oh my gosh, another sign. <laughs> I have a big stab going off trail. Um, okay, so this year we have is three different types of challenges. Usually, prior years is that there's only one challenge, which is build the robot, do the challenge that I've shown you, do the obstacles, pick up the balls, pick up the discs, washers, gears, whatever, like score points and everything. This year is different. Like, we can't see people in person, you know, hopefully in the future, I really hope. And this year what we have is we've got three different types of challenges. We've got the skills challenge, innovation challenge, uh, design, game design challenge, and then the regular um, robot challenge, you know, both the robot compete and everything. And dang, that was four challenges. Can I not count? Dang, how am I even on this team? That probably explains a lot. <laughs> and so, one of the things our team has decided that we're tackling two, uh, like, we're tackling three-ish challenges, like the skills challenge, and the innovation challenge, and the robot challenge, because, you know, we won't be a robotics team if we don't build a robot. And we're focusing on those three, and our team, so let me explain those challenges, actually. So robot challenge is like, you know, with the robot compete and one of the things first has done this year is keep the challenge same from last year so last year it was called infinite recharge if you guys want to check it out i'll probably put it in the description if i don't forget ah, procrastination you know i don't even know when this episode will go up dang i hope it comes up this week <sighs> okay i'm gonna hold myself accountable you guys you know i'm saying it on here so just to hold myself accountable so we've got robot challenge which is the same from last year build a robot compete the same challenge which is the infinite recharge then we've got the new challenges which they have made so we can compensate for this distance stuff so the skills challenge is basically you do have a robot and everything like a robot your robots comprised of subsystems what we say like intake outtake drivetrain climb all sorts like there's more i'm just like doing it on top of my head and what it is, is that there's like obstacle courses of some sort, which is designed to attack specific skill sets of your robot. Suppose one of them that I'm trying to help out is on AutoNav, and which is basically it's autonomous navigation. And basically it's your robot doing a path. And it's like, who can do it the fastest, you know? Like, you know, Usain Bolt's down. Ooh, no, I'm just joking. If you try to run that fast, like, over a long time with that, those batteries, like, that's, that's not, you wouldn't want to be in that situation, you know, just stay out of there. And, so what else we got? Skills challenge, is the auto-nav, we got galactic search, there's auto-navs where 
they t test your accuracy when you like this year the challenge is like you shoot balls into like this target and it's like how accurate can you go in there and like how many points can you get from how far you get it's, there's a lot of stuff to it but it's like a basic gist it's like very specific challenges inside that challenge attacking specific parts of the robot like the shooter maybe or like the automation the programming does or oh, i'm forgetting a lot uh like the driver skills those sort of things you know skills challenge very much the robot challenge but it's in our it's on our turf and we get to really test out our skills you could say because it's called the skills challenge so that's that and then we got the innovation so the innovation challenge is very much like the first tech challenge so first has these other sort of there's like robotics tech lego league then junior so the innovation challenge has been for the tech for a long time and then first has brought the tech challenge innovation challenge up to robotics this year for the first time but basically is that innovation challenge is basically an innovation challenge just speaks for itself you know you find a problem in the world you find a solution to it you do a business pitch you say how we're going to solve it and then you like bring it up to judges and they judge you and one of the main themes for this year is game changers basically it means that the innovation challenge has to attack a problem where it helps people with i don't know i wouldn't say anything wrong but like Remember, it's like you have to solve this problem with fitness or moving or, you know, anyone with like psychological illness. Yeah, some sort. I don't really remember, but it's like that. It's in those type of words. And what our team has been focusing on is creating an app which tries to motivate you for to move out, you know, because like pandemic you don't want to really go exercise it's like gloomy and everything especially now it's the winter winter's ending so summer you know get out get in the sun and one of the things we've been thinking about is creating a geocaching system and everything so one of the things to make sure is that innovation challenge is that you don't make the solution yet like you present the solution it's more like a you know those type of people who bring those ideas up to the big board directors and be like this is our idea we're gonna pitch it to you. This is like what we want. This is what we'll gain. You will gain. So that's basically it. teaching us business sort of ideas, making us corporate. You know, go into the corporate world. No, I'm just joking. And yeah, that's the innovation challenge. Don't want to go give away too much what our team is doing because, you know, actually, I don't know. I might want to talk about this. Future episodes of the series, we'll probably get into it more as we document this. This is actually pretty fun too, you know, documenting what we do as a team. Looking back and be like, wow, that was a stupid mistake. Imagine actually saying that and, and that's me, yeah. It's, that's probably going to be me. It's like 10 out of 10 me. Uh, <laughs> why do I laugh at my own jokes? Oh, okay. We got the animation, we got robot, we got game, nope. We've got skills. So we didn't decide to do this challenge, but it's called the game design challenge. And it's basically giving first a sort of challenge for the robot challenge, you know? Like last year was the infinite recharge. That's a game. That's a game that we would play. And the game design, you would make up a game that the robots would try to solve. Like, 
you could have i don't know like basketballs like from i'm t- taking ideas from previous years of challenges like frisbees you know like you would you have some criteria to meet and like you want to develop if you're like an artist or like a designer this is like a great thing for you to do like you can create like a artboard or like a sort of concept art of what you can see as the field being like what's the theme like last year the theme was star wars and mainly because they were being sponsored and like they were hosting it too it was based around i'm gonna say based around it's like the planet was being attacked by asteroid then you got a little shield to protect yourself so it's like that there's a theme there's a story around it and that's basically game design you'd be in the shoes of those creators at first and you'd be creating those type of things. <sighs> Is there anything else I'm leaving out? There's a lot of things I'd love to talk about. I'll probably talk about it in future episodes. Hmm. Okay, I think that's all. Am I missing anything? No, I'm not missing anything. No, no. Well, I'm gonna get like 10 emails from my mentors and be- Oh, yes. So, <laughs> I almost forgot. Our team. I want to talk about how our team is composed, you know? If you do want to join, if you're like a high school, like a ninth grade freshman, sophomore, actually, we take any year, but you know, we out there for those young kids because they can stay and bring the team forward in the future years. But our team, Team 6059, you can probably go online and search up where we are. Um, if you're close by, like, we would love you to drop by. I'll probably even put down a forum if you guys want to join our Zoom calls also. And even check out what we're doing. You know, get behind the curtains. Uh, we're not a theatrical group, but you know, behind the scenes type of stuff. Um, so, our team. Yes, our team. My team. Not my team. Our team. Our team. SOR. <laughs> we're composed of... I would like to say we're composed of three dominant uh, subgroups that's programming manufacturing and marketing and then we have also have R&D which has become more of a universal role for the whole team and one of the things is that this year we've tried something new like we have this thing called off season which is before both season started like the main season and we wanted to do something new and this time we're breaking apart in the subsystem and Subsystems are basically what make up the robot. Suppose you have a robot that has like a claw, you know, maybe like a suction cup, you know, like pull something in. I don't know. <laughs> that would be a subsystem. And what we would do is that subsystem or subsystem subsystem group would be composed of manufacturing programming members where. They would all be working on that subsystem. And one of the good things that come out of it is that last year we experienced something that the programming team and the manufacturing team, there was like not this communication. And one of the things is that we noticed that the programming team and the manufacturing team do not have good communication. Man, oh man, oh man. There could be some sort of like, you would want like an encoder in one place. Like an encoder is like something that gives you back data of like what the robot's doing, you know, like a gyro or something, like an angle of the robot. And one of the things is that, oh, I want the gyro to be here at this sort of offset or like here on like at the front of the robot. Sometimes manufacturing, there's some um, these 
constraints like oh we can't put this here because this part has to go here one of the things is that sometimes that commu that doesn't get communicated back to the programming member who's working on it and that person probably works like two weeks maybe i don't know how long a week or so on that code and they come back and they're like okay i'm ready to test and then they get the information like oh we had to move this part out of here like oh we changed up this design and then, and then you realize like all that work you did that week didn't matter because it, it was going to be changed up so one of the things we did this year was to combat that in a way that we put programming and manufacturing in one subsystem under two leads or co-leads how we call it and they would make sure there's communication between those people working on the same parts so that would ensure okay encoders are in the right place okay build is going properly okay and then stuff is happening you know anything else um right so I've been doing a lot of talking right now. My mouth is dry. Is that normal? You know, probably need some tea. Should probably make some myself some tea. You know, treat myself to something good. Oh. <laughs> All right. Uh, what else? All right. Oh, one more thing. Yeah. So we have this board, or you can call it the executive board, which I am part of. And the executive board is made up of like your typical people who we like the president you've got the treasurer we've got the business director and the secretary which is me and <clears throat> yeah so those are the members and we don't typically have programming and manufacturing leads or directors how we call it it's mainly like a group effort those type of things now like in previous years it was people were directors this year we wanted to emphasize the subsystems more so that's more of a group effort, sort of, you know? I don't know, like, truly, but, like, it's a group effort, you know? Take it from me, it's a group effort. And um, one of the things is, other things we have are mentors, which are experienced people, you know? They're actually, they know stuff, unlike us, who don't know anything, you know? Because you don't need, really need any experience get coming into these teams. And can, I can tell you, like, once you get thrown into this kind of stuff, there's no backing out, so just making sure if you love robotics, you want to get into it, get into it, you will love it. It's an awesome opportunity, and if you're not that type of, like, technical person, and you want to be, like, you're an extrovert, like, I'm an introvert, you know, that, mark there's marketing. You can go meet people, you can do sponsorships, you can make newsletters, we do all sorts of that stuff, so there's a place for everyone in any sort of thing like even if you don't like any of this and you just want to be there and like be the cheer squad you know be there at competitions and rally people up with those chants it gets really weird just saying competitions um <laughs> one of the things about first is that we have these songs which like i don't know i wasn't there when this happened because this is like a more of a legacy songs where they played at every single competition it's like the Macarena, it's like Take Me Home. These are like those iconic songs where I don't know why it brings nostalgic feelings to people, but it is, and then we use it. So, yeah, you know, if you just want to be there, have fun, it's an awesome opportunity. And also meet new people because, you know, new people get friends. That is the main goal to do. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That was my <laughs> go make friends. Definitely not speaking from experience. No, I'm just joking. 
definitely have friends, you know. Moharn, can you didn't leave me? I'm just joking. Uh, when they hear this, they're gonna think I'm such a weird person. Bro, when they come out with their own series, I'm gonna judge them so hard too. Like, I'll be the first one, but I won't be the last, you know. That's that's what it counts. That what? Okay. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm redirecting myself so much. Back to the topic. So, our team, we went, I went over how we're broken, broken down. The executive board. We've got the mentors, who are the adults of our team, who handle... Like, I would say, you wouldn't want to trust high schoolers with money and, like, you know, paying stuff. So we have also a lead mentor or a financial mentor, Dr. Weiss. He handles most of the financial stuff. And, man, if he wasn't here, like, wow. Like, let me just say, without money, you can't do anything on a robotics team. Like, I'm speaking from experience. Without money, you can't do anything, like... Even if you're the best programmer ever, and you have, like, the best catter, catting is, like, you know, making the parts virtually on the computer and seeing how it works before you actually make it. And without that, like, without the computers, without the parts, without, like, the tools you need, like, you can't do anything. And so I'm gratefully thankful for him. So, yeah, that's awesome. Mentors are always awesome because they actually have experience and then, like, they tell you something and you have that oh moment. Like that goes on forever and that's one of those learning opportunities that first wants you know that aha moments where you build on your experience from an actual experience because you know school school is there for teaching you theoretical stuff technical stuff but the thing is that when you go for actual world experience actual world situations problems people judge you of experiences where you've actually succeeded and this is a great place for you to do it especially if you're already really good at this stuff this is like a different sort of field you can experience it as a high schooler you know but if you're like a college student also like you can become a mentor too like you can also join this sort of huge community like it's global like people from turkey australia uh am i forgetting countries dang oh my history teacher is gonna freaking i'm just joking um and so yeah that is first in our team. So, I hope I give some sort of memo of what this series is supposed to be. This is going to be more for a way of documenting our thing. And I hope you guys enjoy it. And if you do want to be in this sort of experience with me, or want to meet me, or like want to see what it's like, you can definitely drop by. You know, I'll probably put like emails down there in the description of who to contact if you're interested. So, yeah. Huh. What else? Oh, if you guys are still listening, which I'm like really supply su- surprised, su- surprised. Wow, I'm really bad at this. If you are still <laughs> listening, um, here's like a, this little story. I guess I'm gonna leave you with. Um, you could say sort of. So this was back in freshman year because tenth grade we were supposed to go to competition or my sophomore year. But we couldn't because of the pandemic and everything, everything stopped. So that all happened. But so most of these stories are from my freshman year. And one of the things was at competitions, you have these sort of roles you play. Or if you're like, there's this sort of team they call the drive team, who are actually the people who use the robot. And, you know, I was the technician that time in freshman year. 
and there's like other people the drivers the draft coach the human player so one of the things happened was it was the finals and the great things about a competition is that you get to witness robots breaking and that squeal that everyone makes in the audience when it, they're like oh my gosh so oh, no 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 and then one of the things we realized that back freshman year is that we were the wild card team in which that if a robot were to not compete we would be brought onto the field for that team or alliance and we would be the substitute in some sort of way and one of the things is that we have these at uh, this concept of bumpers it's basically a way of keeping the robot safe if they get bumped into something or like rammed by robots and it's also a way to distinguish oh are you on the blue side or the red side that's how you different differentiate alliances on the field and the thing is that bumpers are a pain to put on and take off so the weird thing happened that both sides both teams in the finals were that both sides robots had, like some team's robot was unable to compete because some sort of malfunction or part broke off and they couldn't compete anymore so they had called us on but the thing is they had never the scenario was that both teams either a robot or a team's compete for on their behalf and we it was only us the one team and later on there was a second team that came in and became the second wild card but then the thing was that we were in the middle of the field with our robot or like our push thing or i don't know what you call it you know our thing we use to move our robot our mobile transporter you could say and uh i think it lasted for at least half an hour or so where we were just standing and waiting on which team we would go on and the thing was we would have the people who would regulate the matches come up to be like okay you're on the blue side so we would put on blue bumpers and we would tighten the bolts and everything we'd be like, okay we're ready we're to the blue then they would stop us and be like nope you're on the red side we would unscrew so like i said it was a pain taking those bumpers off and then putting them on together like you would get splinters like you know you would scratch yourself you get cuts so we would do all of that and we would get on the other side and then the person who regulated that side would say no you're on the blue side so we had this sort of 30 minutes back and forth of which side we were going to be on let me just say that was the most painful or like aggravating time or that 30 minutes of going back and forth changing bumpers from each side blue and red blue and red oh, and let me just tell you there's not enough space to keep these bumpers because these bumpers are not that big but like we had the robot on top and then we had this sort of storage space at the bottom Maybe we would keep our controls also of like the joystick and sorts and we would have the bumpers at the bottom but the thing is that we had two sets of bumpers both red and blue and the things that we made it so that only one set of bumpers would be at the bottom but we had two sets and <laughs> we would either be like switching off bumpers and like putting stuff on it was crazy and there's like this video of us doing that and from our team i don't know <laughs> it's good to show it here you probably can't it's audio only but you know that's a gist and you might say oh my gosh this is just robotics competition there's no like actual tension let me say there's a lot of heat there's a lot of tension and there's a lot of crying you know i don't know if there's crying there's a lot of like emotions and love you know and like people take it you're losing suppose it's like a sports match and you had suppose you're in basketball you had like 18 or so matches on a, we would have probably had eight 
eight or nine matches the same day. But the thing is that ours were like two minutes and 30 seconds long each time. So each loss or each win would be like, either bring you up, either bring you down. So it was like this whole roller coaster ride. Everyone's sweating, everyone's cheering for their own team. People are in their own costume and penguins and bird costumes flapping away, you know. But everyone there is fun. No one's disrespectful. Everyone wants to be there. They have fun making those things. Everyone's interested in the same thing. So, you know, are you feel that type of person, you're like, oh, I want to try this stuff out. Like, you know, I feel like a lot of people who join robotics are also like, ah, oh, it's only for nerds. It's actually not. There's a lot of cool people there like people who have so many interests photographers you know f people from actually all over the sports people ath athletes you know you've got i mean there's also like people who are nerds i guess <laughs> if i'm being honest but there's all sorts of people and there's a place for everyone so if you do enjoy this episode or the beginning of something more in future episodes i do hope to bringing on more of our teammates because they probably have more stories more connections with other people because there's more perspectives and yeah more perspectives means more stories and more tea <laughs> i guess um so i hope you enjoy this first episode to overload i hope there's you enjoyed it and if you are looking for a place to belong or be on a team we accept anyone like legit anyone and <laughs> of any skill sets of whatever you do so come on by i'll put the link in the below i'm sorry if we're not close to you but if you are listening and we're like close by drop on by fill out the form on the description and you know you can probably meet me i can probably tell you stories about our team about our seniors about the seniors last year and man oh man there's a lot of stories there's not enough time to do it because it's becoming really late for me and I have school tomorrow. But I hope you guys enjoyed this first ever episode. <sighs> Man, I wonder how my team's going to think about me when they hear this, you know? Probably already have, like, such a low reputation, like a low bar. Like, I don't want that to get lower, but I bet this will. So, please, 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 like, you know, pray for me. Like, I just hope. <laughs> oh, no. This is even a good idea. Well, thank you all for listening. It's the first episode of Overload, and I'll catch you later.